This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Me and Joey are back in studio after the Thanksgiving break, and we got a lot to talk about. We have a Trump administration update. We're talking North Dakota access pipeline protest. Just a disgrace with what's going on there. We've got a good bunch of other quick hits. Anything else, Joey? Yeah, we've got a recount going on and a little update on Apollo. Yeah, Aleppo. You got it. Stick around. It's the mandatory Samson podcast coming to you from Manhattan, New York City. Stand up, New York Labs. I'm Chris Flannery. That's Joey Noe. Hey, Joey. Hi, Chris. Being produced by Matt. What's up, Matt? Hey, Chris. I feel like there's such a distance between us today. There is. We're, we're back in our original studio today. How you feeling, Joe? Feeling great. Yeah, it feels good. I like being back in here. We don't mind. We'll go between studios. Oh, That's absolutely. Fine. Different vibes, whatever it is, but I think we still got a good show. It is the first day of December in the year of our Lord, 2016, but if you're hearing my voice right now, it's at least the second day of December. Immaterial. We have a very nice post-Thanksgiving program lined up for you today. Climate change, Jill Stein's recount, Aleppo, Dakota Access Pipeline, the Keith Scott shooting, and a Trump administration update. Nice. Let me tell you this. Over Thanksgiving break, me and Joey got together. We read some emails. We read like eight, nine emails. We did an episode. It's like a bonus episode. We're going to call it MSP 105.5 emails and other stuff. Uh, that's up right now. A lot of people have listened to it, but if you feel like going back and checking it out, go for it. Uh, and if you're somebody that sent an email in the last couple of weeks, it's on that episode, so you can go check it out. Nice. Now, just from the top, I just want to give a quick shout-out to somebody. Oh, all right. I want to give a shout-out to Sophia Welikinski. She is the uh, the protester from the North Dakota Pipeline that was uh, tragically hurt. Yeah, we could talk about that a little. We're going to get into that. No, no, a I know, but, show, I, but I just from the top of the show, I wanted to shout-out. Yeah. Okay, right. She might lose her arm, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into that a little bit later. Uh, we have two emails today. We will start with one from Livy or Olivia. That's how she, you know, but it's Livy. She's yeah, yeah, friends yeah. of the show. And then we're going to get to another one later from Jeff, who, you know, I talk on Twitter too all the time. He sends an email, so we're going to get into that. Before we get into the email, we were watching, Joey, stop scrolling on the mount. What are you doing? I'm scrolling through our notes. All right. Before we uh, started the program, we were watching, because I didn't want to necessarily bring this up, but it, we watched it. Now it's mm-hmm. annoying me. Uh, we watched our old friend Tommy Laren on The Daily Show. She was on The Daily Show, I guess, last night or the night before. Mm-hmm. We talked about Sweet Tommy in July of 2015, MSP 40. That's Ooh, where we first brought up back. Tommy Laren. It is going back. It's annoying to me that she's on The Daily Show now because we probably should have you know, tried to talk to her before that happened, but now I think it's too late. We were ahead of the curve. It's fine. We, we usually are. I mean, we try to be, you know, we try to stay on top of things. Uh, it's an interesting interview. Same issues I have with, I had with Jon Stewart. I still have with Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was an okay interview, but didn't stick to the questions as much as I would have liked him to or call her out on some of the, you know, things that she was missing, but whatever. They were, you know, they were just having right, a Obviously, besides you and I giving the interview, who would you want to give the interview? 
I don't know. I mean, that's not really what I'm saying. It's fine that Trevor Noah gave the interview, but okay. some of the issue, you know, some of the questions, she wouldn't answer them or she would kind of avoid it and just stick to, you know, kind of stick to the point, I feel like. But then, <coughs> excuse me, I saw a lot of people on Twitter being like, wow, thank you both. You know, I don't agree with one or the other, but thank you for having this great conversation. It's like, you're not listening to enough good conversations if you think this is like the pinnacle of cultures colliding. You know, it's Tommy Learns, a 22-year-old, conservative she's yes. just saying what the conservative line is about pretty much everything she does not have the you know diversity of experience enough to be able to even check like to me it's somebody that was popped out of the vagina got told this is how things are and stuck with it mm -hmm. and that's fine but we don't necessarily we get that opinion yes you want to know what my issue with the interview was Watch it. Her necklace. How am I supposed to listen to this woman and understand this woman when I have to look at this gaudy necklace, which is not conservative in any manner? A, I don't think it matters okay. what she's wearing. That's, uh, that's crazy. And also, it's uh -huh. crazy for you to be calling out somebody else's necklace when I'm looking at you right now and you're literally wearing a crystal. It's a crystal, bro. It's a crystal. It's amethyst. Okay. What is, what's up, Matt? Good. Do you get any health benefits from that crystal, Joey? Yes, I do. Matt, do me a favor. Google amethyst crystal. Do a little research, and I'm going to come back to you in a few minutes. We'll talk about supposedly what, what benefits this has for Joey. You feel good? You, yes, you I feel great. All right. I, I don't think you should be making fun of Tommy Laren's necklace, though. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just saying it's gaudy, bro. Pot calling the kettle black. Uh, all right. The necklace was black. It, yeah, it was. An, I, I thought she looked fine. Tommy, look. Let's be honest. Tommy Lahren's an attractive girl. Like yes. that, that plays into it. You know what I mean? It's it's like petite, blonde, attractive girl that's going to be very fiery and espouse a lot of like right wing uh, points of view. Well, whatever points of view. She's you know the the okay. She's doing what she should be doing. I don't even really have a problem with her. Obviously, I can disagree with a lot of what she's going to say, but. Anyway, we're not even playing the, you know, we're not going to play the uh, the interview on this show. If you guys wanted to check it out, it was just something that I was watching beforehand, part of the discussion we were having before we started the show. Email from Olivia. Hey, Chris, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing all right. How are you, darling? I hope you and your family had a great Thanksgiving. I'm very uh -huh. excited about the bonus episode where you guys answer emails. Oh, yeah, I answered, and I was like, we already did that, uh, but don't worry, I'm going to read your email on the show. For that, I wanted to ask you about something I've been seeing floating around social media like Facebook and Twitter. I've seen a petition going around that wants to get the Electoral College to vote for Hillary Clinton on December 19th, the official day they all vote. Do you think this could actually work and get her in office, or is it just too late? She provided a link to the petition. It says, keep up the good work, on the, great work on the podcast. You guys, uh, your work is needed more than ever with Trump and all his right-wing weirdos running things now. Hope you have a good day. Hope you have a good day, too. You're one of my favorite uh, emailers. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to say absolutely not. Absolutely not what? I, I would not want the representatives, when they go to the Electoral College, to vote for Hillary Clinton instead of Donald Trump. I want them to vote the way the people voted. Well, I don't think that... Period. I mean, okay, well, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. They can if they want. Yes. That's why there are electors as opposed to it being direct a direct vote. So if they want to vote for somebody else, that's that, they are the last safeguard, and that's sort of why they're in place to begin with. They're not going to do that. You know, Hillary's not going to get elected by the Electoral College. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's far-fetched. Uh, and I'm also seeing people in California and different electors around the country mm -hmm. 
are not necessarily going to vote for Trump, but they're not going to vote for Hillary either. They're just going to vote right in another Republican name as like a, a protest. So if they abstain, does he not then get all the electoral no, colleges? No, they can't abstain. They got to vote. Uh, they got to vote. No, but I'm saying if they don't vote for him, he doesn't get those votes then from... Yeah, but it doesn't matter. These Point being, the article that I was reading, it was like counties in California oh, oh, that oh. went for Hillary... They're not going to nominate Hillary because they're going to write in another Republican as like a protest gotcha, against Trump. Gotcha, so it's gotcha. like, no, it's not going to happen. Matt, God, you were going to say something? I mean, Joey said that uh, he, he thinks the Electoral College should vote the way the people voted. Well, technically, there's still a 2.3 million uh, vote advantage for Hillary. But the, you, you, They lived in the, the wrong state. The way the states voted is what... Like, it's, it's wrong. That the, the idea of voting for... Changing the vote based on an elector's beliefs is wrong to me. Yeah, I, I hate the way the, the election well, went. Well, I don't think it's wrong. I think that's why the system I is designed that way. But. It would cause complete chaos and yes. it would be utterly disastrous if that happened. No, 100%. Because then, like, I couldn't even say anything against the Trump's, Trump supporters who would out, be out in the protesting the streets. They'd have they'd be right. They got, sure. They yeah. would have gotten screwed over. Oh, uh, well, okay. But whatever. I mean, but that's the... Look, the yeah. system is the system, so if it happened, it happened. But I don't have a problem with, with using the system to your advantage. That's how Trump won. And if these electors decided to go the other way, then that's within their right to do it because that's why that system is in place to begin with. But yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. We'd be looking at, you know, the uh, fucking civil war. No question mm. about it. Um, go ahead. You get, quick. I, mean, I, I have seen like something going around about like there's certain states that have pa signed a pact that once they get to the enough electoral votes, they'll all bet vow to vote whichever way the popular vote goes. It would be interesting way to change it, but I don't see it ever getting there. No, I don't think it's going to go that way. Um, all right, you ready to get into our first topic here, Joe? Yes. Climate tipping points. Now, this is something. Well, whatever. Let me let me say it because then we're gonna get into it. Mm -hmm. The Arctic Resilience Report has found that changes in the region could cause quote uncontrollable climate change at a global level. These are the tipping points that they outline in this report: tundra vegetation growth. So, mm -hmm. gets warm to a point where different algae or whatever Plants. vegetation, yeah grow on the tundra, which is obviously white, right? Uh -huh. Reflects heat, reflects light. If this starts growing on there, we're talking green, darker, moss, whatever it is, that's going to absorb light. Okay. And heat. So that's going to increase melt. Oh. So it's, right, it's a vicious cycle. Uh, more methane release. So under the permafrost in the Arctic mm -hmm. is tons of methane. If there start to be cracks in the ice or the ice starts to melt away eventually, uh, all of that methane will be released into the air and that's basically a game over at that point because the, the warming will be catastrophic. That's something to keep your eye on. Shifts in snow distribution could cause warming oceans if snow isn't hitting the right places. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's all this chain reaction. If you look at wind patterns and different, um, you know, water flow and all that stuff, if you look at it from the macro global level and you can actually watch like heat maps and things like that, I think if you go to NASA, you can watch it. Um, you know, one, one thing goes wrong and now you have warm water going places where cold water should be going. Great. It's a train reaction just because the little plants are growing. Great. Yeah. Well, it's not just because of that, but again, the more things start to accelerate, they are going to keep accelerating because different wires get tripped and it continues on that way. So that's mm -hmm. something that's very dangerous and we have to, you know, we keep talking about it, but that's something that really, 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 really needs to be addressed. Meanwhile, Donald Trump plans to eliminate all climate change research by NASA as part of a crackdown on, quote, politicized 
science. I have a quote here from Bob Walker, a senior Trump campaign advisor. He says, we see NASA in an exploration role in deep space research. Earth-centric science is better placed than other agencies where it is their prime mission. Like which agency? My guess is that it would be difficult to stop all ongoing NASA programs, but future programs should definitely be placed with other agencies. I believe that climate research is necessary, but it has been heavily politicized. Yeah. By what? By which side of that argument, you fuck, uh, which has undermined a lot of the work that researchers have been doing. Mr. Trump's decisions will be based upon solid science, not politicized science. Very fucking dangerous. It's not even going to be based on science. It's (coughs) it's just going to defund it and that's it. Well, what he, the, the, it's very 1984 type shit. It's this, uh, idea that the left is somehow politicizing it. Whereas, researchers at different universities have been co-opted by the fossil fuel industry by a lot of these groups and they get paid to say things are not true when they actually are true we know that for a fact exxon is being sued right now because they noticeably changed the height of some of their drilling rigs and all this stuff Mm -hmm. preparing for climate change that like sea level rise that they claim doesn't exist oh oh they fund people to do these okay Kevin Trenberth, who's a senior scientist at the National Center for Atmospheric Research, he says, NASA provides the scientific community with new instruments and techniques, and the elimination of Earth scientists would be a major setback, if not devastating. It could put us back into the, quote, dark ages of almost the pre-satellite era. It would be extremely short-sighted. Well, you want to talk about short-sighted, you're talking about the Republican Party and the Donald Trump administration. We live on planet Earth, and there is much to discover, and it is essential to track and monitor many things from space. Information on planet Earth and its atmosphere and oceans is essential for our way of life. Space research is a luxury. Earth observations are essential. Right. We're here now. This is a problem mm-hmm. here on this rock. We need to handle this. I have no problem going into space, space exploration, of course, but that's the point. Yeah, but we- now there's going to be more money for space exploration, an extra $2 billion. Yeah, and great. So we'll, we'll work on our getting to Mars, but meanwhile, this planet will be completely destroyed. That's the whole point. So what if this one's ruined? We'll leave it for the poor people, and we'll go to Mars. Trump, Mars, shut up, asshole. I'm so, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's been, what, three weeks? I'm already, it's, I'm breaking. It's, I'm already starting to freak out. Uh, not freak out, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's very frustrating. We have this whole Trump administration update at the end. Again, we're going to stay on top of it. Yes. As always. Okay. But you're going to be, you know, unbiased, I hope, right? You're going to let him have an opportunity to lead this country? Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think I've, I've, I've absolutely. And a hundred percent. Well, what am I saying? That's not true. I'm being hyperbolic about this guy. I'm I'm not saying it's not what he's doing. You are stating facts. I might be biased. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't support the guy. So I can't claim to be completely unbiased, but I'm not manufacturing evidence. This is all there. It's just looking at the facts. Yes. And I, I can back up why I don't support him. It's not like I'm just like, well, I don't like his hair. Well, he's the, okay. No, there's very clear reasons. And this, in my mind, no pun intended, is the Trump card. This, this climate change situation is the thing that we really need to be focusing on and we're not and this guy is going to take our ball uh, our, our eye completely off the ball 
I was going to say, take our balls uh, completely off the eye, but that's what I feel like is happening. I feel like I'm being teabagged by the insanity of the right. Uh, um, <laughs> no, nothing. I get no <laughs>, laughs in the room. A massive Tennessee wildfire, Joey. This pertains to you. You're going to Tennessee for uh, New Year's, yes? Yes, I am. What are you doing out there, by the way? Uh, we're celebrating New Year's. It's going to be No, but I'm fun. saying, is there... There's not a game plan yet. I'm, I'm oh, just okay. going to go wherever the wind blows me. That's prob- that is the wrong... Talk to Jared. Talk to J-Train. That's the wrong way to go about it. You should always have a plan. Okay. A Tennessee wildfire has killed uh, seven and injured 53 as Republican Governor Bill Haslam has referred to it as, quote, the largest fire in the last hundred years in Tennessee. And Jamie Sanders, who's a public affairs uh, executive assistant for the Great Smoky Mountains National Park Service, called it a, quote, once in a lifetime event. It's been burning for three or four days now, destroyed 1,500 acres. And I have to assume that it has something to do with the warming climate or climate change you know what i mean it has something to do with that once in a lifetime biggest one in 100 years we keep hearing those phrases over and over again are we just we're just imagining that it's just coincidence no but the issue is is it's coming to the point where we shouldn't say once in a lifetime anymore or once every 100 years because it's happening more frequently yeah well right exactly it's like oh yeah this is just what happens now and it's not this is exactly what the scientists are warning you they're warning us about. They're saying this is what's going to happen. Extreme weather is going to is going to continue to happen. These once in a lifetime events are going to happen more frequently. They're they're saying it very clearly, and they've been saying it. I mean, like I look at it, it is it is difficult to just like say that the fire is necessarily caused by climate change. I didn't say that. Okay, oh well, I didn't say that. I said I have to believe. Okay, prove that it's not. I mean, you can't say that global warming may be drying things out, but at the same time. If you don't, if you keep putting fires out too much, that can cause bigger fires because you have more uh, tinder and brush on the ground. It's actually better to sometimes let fires burn in a controlled yeah, but that's way. A, yeah, but that's a controlled way. That's yeah. not what happened here. I, I, we don't know what caused well, this. Well, I'm just saying, yet, for like, for a, it's, it's they're saying the largest fire in a century. Yeah, uh, it could be that they were a lot for a long time. The policy was just to put fires out as soon as they started, and therefore you just had all this stuff building up, and it could be that. That could be the cause of it. You can't. No, but what we don't say is, we don't know what the cause is. But that's not the situation here. People are the houses are being destroyed. Like they're not. That's not part of the control. But like, look, we got to burn down Memphis. <laughs> Otherwise, oh. you know what I mean. It's like that's not what they're doing. They're, they're, this is. I hear you, but that's yeah. not the situation here. Fifteen thousand acres gone. Fifteen hundred acres, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, all right. You ready to move on to the next thing here? Yep. And again. This is this is stuff that you got to pay attention to because the the president elect and his cabinet and the Congress, both houses, by Cameron, are not interested in this situation at all. They're not interested in this problem. No, because somebody who's writing the paychecks are telling them not to worry about it. It's yeah, not happening. One hundred percent. Jill Stein, Joey, the Green Party's presidential candidate, is fundraising for recount efforts in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. She has raised thus far $6.7 million of the $9.5 million she believes will be required to do these three recounts. It seems Pennsylvania isn't going to happen, or if it does happen, it's not going to happen to the extent that, you know, a full... It's uh, not going to be a hand count. uh, Because deadlines in some counties have already passed. Uh, You know, some of the vote has already been certified. Uh, the Hillary Clinton camp will help secure recounts while being clear, very clear, that they have not called for this recount. They're going to help, but they're like, but they're not yeah, the we're ones. not asking for this to happen. She's doing it. We're just going to help. <laughs> yeah, 
They're, they're going to watch with our hands, but they're going to push the button. Uh, the, the, the one thing I like about the story, though, yeah. is the fact that the average contribution to the fund was $42. Very good. The average amount of money was 40 What was it? Was it $43 for Bernie's campaign? Whatever. I don't remember the exact What do we got on the... Oh, let me say this. Michigan, Trump is up 11,000 votes. 11 6. Uh-huh. Wisconsin, he's up 27,000. Pennsylvania, he's up 68,000. Again, Jill Stein, um, you know, she's not saying this is necessarily going to overturn the results of the election. Yes. What she is saying is that this should be happening anyway, right? And Mm -hmm. if something did happen, this will help determine that. Michigan is underway already. I believe they're already doing this, the recount. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's been a few people that have come out, not an exorbitant amount of people, but people have come out and said, look, there is some appearance that maybe things were tampered with, but I, you know, I, I can't imagine this, this result is going to be overturned. By the way, Matt, did you restart that clock over there? Uh, yeah, sorry. Hit restart instead of continue. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. What were we at before? It you, was about 10 minutes. Was, all right. So we're like 20 minutes. Out. Okay, cool. Uh, could we go down the rabbit hole for a second? Deep inside the rabbit hole. I'm sure. going to take that as a yes. That was a stand-up New York Labs podcast, Deep Inside uh, the Rabbit Hole. All right, so let's pretend you have the voting machines, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about vo- uh, voter fraud. Can I tell you something? Uh-huh. I do have the voting machines. Don't tell anyone. Okay. So they're claiming that the voting machines were not connected to the internet. So if they weren't connected... Who's claiming... Oh, time out. Who's <laughs> claiming... What are, what are you talking about? you got to be more specific. You just They're claiming that they weren't... Who? Okay. Your, your grandma? What happened? They are. Yeah. They. Okay. They. So the Bilderberg group. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. So do 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 do. All right. Uh, so oh my god. You know what's funny when you do wait when you do that. That's uh-huh. like you're on hold music. You know what I mean? My dad does that. My dad has a, a habit of <laughs> yeah. he'll just be like walking around the house and he's going bleedy bleedy and I'm like Pat is just on hold right now. There's nobody there. Uh, he's just he's he's on waiting. All right, so we have some election official, uh, officials mm-hmm. in Wisconsin who met together to schedule a recount, okay? Okay. They were afraid that the foreign hackers could have hacked the machines, the voting machines, because you know how Russia's been involved with DNC and this and that. Yeah. If the machines are not connected to the internet, then that can't happen, right? So there is no fraud abroad. Foreign actors couldn't hack it, but if you look at the... Di- again, I've talked about this documentary a number of times. It's been a while since I watched it, so I have a, to watch that. Take it with a grain of salt, but it's hacking democracy. It's about the Diebold, D I E B O L D, uh, voting machine scandal in Florida during the 2000 elections. Check it out. It doesn't need to be hacked. It just needs to be pre-programmed. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like if you have control of the the system before it gets there, then you just tell it do this and that. That's it. Or somebody that has access to it in the place. Gotcha. That you can go in and change settings and what you know what I mean. It, it runs on a basic computer code. It's not. It's probably DOS or something, really. Well, whatever. Primitive. But I'm just. But you know what I mean. So it's yeah. like okay. So while that might not be the case, I don't know. I'm not even alleging that there is. Any, I don't know. But it's not impossible to do without an internet connection. It was done before. We didn't have an internet connection to them years ago. Yeah. So. Anyway, you think the Russians influenced our uh, election? I, I mean, it seems like there's some evidence to point to that. I haven't seen. Um, specific evidence, and again, which that's a that's a whole, you know this is a whole bigger topic. It's the same idea, man. It's very easy to go. Well, Trump's going to do this. Trump's going to do that. There's 
breadcrumbs though follow the breadcrumbs and when you actually see him drop the loaf then you know Mm -hmm. he's doing it like there's breadcrumbs yes that could potentially lead back to russia but i haven't seen anything that goes definitively russia did this and this is the effect it had the the WikiLeaks thing Mm -hmm. is the information that russia gave to supposedly you know what i mean if that was one of the sources because WikiLeaks doesn't reveal the source. If the information they're giving WikiLeaks is accurate and is true information and is really somebody's mm-hmm. emails, then what? What's the problem? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get the, I get the concern, mm-hmm. but if it's accurate information, how can I be against that? It's information, and it's out in the public. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that but yeah, I mean maybe maybe that an impact. I don't know. Let's let's get that. Let's see. Why wasn't the FBI coming out during the campaign? They they alerted us about everything that was going on with Hillary's emails. Why weren't they letting us know then if they were investigating Trump for connections to Russia? Maybe they did investigate him. Why didn't we know that? That's Those are the questions that we should be asking, and we should also be asking for proof. It's one thing to say, well, look, we know Russia. Maybe they did. Yeah. And Russia or Russian hackers. Be, we got to be more specific with this stuff. And again, this is what I'm talking about. It's It's... It's one thing to be critical of your opponent and stay on top of them and make sure that they're keeping them honest, but you have to do the same with your own party because we only have the two and we're really not in control of either one. They're being controlled by other, controlled, but they're being influenced influenced by by outside groups that are by and large not the American public. That's why we have to stay on top of both of them. And that's again why we were very critical of Hillary and, and all that stuff. Um, you ready to move on? Yes. So the Keith Scott, well, again, we're going to keep our eye on the, this recount. I hope, well, yeah, I hope it overturns. It's not going to happen though. It's very zero unlikely. Percent chance. I wouldn't say zero, but it's very, extremely unlikely. Keith Scott shooting. There will be no criminal charges brought against officer Brentley Vinson, who shot and killed 43 year old Keith Scott in North Carolina in September. Um, Oh, look at this. I wrote a note to myself about something else. Okay, whatever. I'll get to it later. There's going to be no charges. Now, do you remember this incident? Yes. The Keith Scott shooting. This is where he was sitting in his car, smoking a blunt. The and cops he- were called for like a domestic violence or whatever they were called for. They notice him, and then they just whoop, distract yeah. and go after this guy. The big thing at issue was that the cops said he was armed. He was threatening them. Mm-hmm. Um in all the videos that I watched, I'm really being honest. I didn't see a video. I saw a gun. I saw stuff on the ground that maybe could have been a gun, but it's never clear. No, it's not. Um, you know, and his family maintains that he didn't have a gun. Now there was. I'm going to play a clip of the Charlotte um, District Attorney Andrew Murray. It's like a minute and a half. Yeah. It's his press conference, and in that press conference, there's a video that he's showing the the media that's there that they uh, there appears to be a gun or a holster or something in uh keith scott's like you know pants yeah, like under the, his pants the, uh, but you ankle. never see a gun yeah <laughs> gotcha you're gonna say something no it, it's a, a gun holster for the ankle apparently maybe right yeah. it's under his pants we, you that's speculation but we have to go by the word of the police because the other eyewitness is dead well, the, 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 the one thing that always troubled me about this story was how the wife is being heard, don't do it. Yeah, Keith, well, but she might, yeah, yeah, but she might have been talking to him. I mean, again, I don't know. It's a, it's play a the Yeah, comment. well, we'll play it, but it's the same situation over and over yes. again. 
Maybe he had a gun. I don't see a gun. I don't see him being threatening, certainly. And I also don't understand why they're even bothering with him. They were on a call, you know, same story, different situation, always over and over again. This is the district attorney, Andrew Murray, discussing the fact that no charges will be brought against the, uh, the officer, Brentley Vincent. Please watch his right ankle as he turns to close this door, which will be on the right side of the screen. All right. Now, he's talking, again, at like a press conference, and there, the, this video that we're watching is of uh, like a screen showing video that they're showing to the police. It's a 7-Eleven surveillance. So this is Earl, right before the incident took place. We're watching him get out of the car, mm-hmm. and we'll just let it play from here. And you tell me, you know, we'll stop it, but you tell me what you think, Jay. There. Okay, so now this is what they're pointing to. Do you see, Jay? See this? See around his right ankle? That could be anything. It could be literally anything. It could be a brace. It could be a, it could be a gun. They're right, but I don't see a gun. It could be anything. The bulge you can see here is consistent with the holster and gun that later that was later described by officers and located at the scene. But meanwhile, I haven't seen a picture of this gun. I haven't seen a video of the gun. I haven't seen anything. Go ahead, man. Well, uh, he said it was located at the scene. I would assume that if they took him, if they the coroner at least found it on his body, if they're saying that it was there, if, like I would assume that. I've no, I've never. Well, seen I've that. watched a number of the videos from all the different angles that have come out, and I haven't seen one on the ground. They they appear to tell you this is where it is or whatever, but I haven't seen it. And that shit could be put there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That could be put there later. There's no question true, about true. that. I, like, I was not there. I don't. I haven't right. seen this, but I'm just saying. Like I would assume that they found it there if they're go- making this big of a deal out sure. of it. Sure, we'll see. Officer Vincent acted lawfully when he shot Mr. Scott. He That's a acted mouthful. lawfully. I am fully satisfied and entirely convinced that Officer Vincent's use of deadly force was lawful. What is clearly captured on video is Mr. Scott's right ankle. When he exits the SUV, you can see that his right pant leg is pulled up above the ankle. This is the same spot where you can see a bulge in his pant leg in the convenience store surveillance footage, and the same place on his ankle where police recovered a holster following the shooting. Wait, they Here? recovered a holster mm-hmm. or a gun? Meanwhile, look at look at this, Joey. Look on the oh, you 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 can't see it. Th- what is that? That could be anything. That could be an ankle brace. You used to wear a black ankle brace like that. Yes, I did. The bulge, the protrusion. All right, whatever. You know what? I mean, this keeps going. Whatever. It's just him talking. He's explaining. This is a gun. Look, we had to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. No charges brought. Um, I guess that's the end of that case, right? Yeah. Now the cop gets away scot free. Yeah, I mean, no, no, nothing, no charge, no, no, no charge, no, nothing, no yeah. uh, maybe some kind of re, uh, retraining or some kind of like, maybe not therapy, but like a classes or something, some omission of guilt, anything. Well, I mean, they're not going to admit guilt. They don't think they did anything wrong. And maybe they didn't, but the point is... Omission of pressing a trigger? A something? lot of this stuff doesn't... Well, right, a guy's dead. <laughs> He's dead. There should be, you know, I, I don't know. Something we talked about on the show, it is, I mean, it is what it is. What are we going to do? But I wanted to bring it up because, again, it's another, it's another situation where not, no, not even the guy, guys found innocent, which you can almost wrap your head around, no charges whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's not right. <clears throat> Let's move on to Aleppo. 
After a series of airstrikes against rebel groups in Aleppo, Syria, the city's only children's hospital is now non-functioning. It was burned, uh, it was bombed while treating victims of a chlorine gas attack. There were only four hospitals left in rebel areas serving about 250,000 people, but the last one was destroyed on the 20th of November. That's ridiculous. 250,000 people and you only have four hospitals? Well, Joey, it's a fucking war zone. It's been a war for five years, 400,000 people. I understand a war zone, but where was the humanitarian effort? Yeah, get, good luck getting in there. And we already talked about this. this the UN um, is stocked with people that are related to, you know, uh, Assad and the Assad yeah, regime. So. so most of the supplies are going to um, regime-held areas, not rebel-held areas, which is what this is. So what was special about the hospital? What, what do you mean? I'm saying it was a chi- – well, one of them was a children's hospital bombed and not functioning so now they're in the basement they're trying to like keep these kids alive after yes. they got attacked by chlorine and the other hospitals are done they don't exist they've got a quote here from david Knott, who's a surgeon supporting the aleppo doctors he says they have all been repeatedly attacked over the last few days i don't think in all my years of doing this i've seen such dreadful pictures of injuries of people lying on the floor in an emergency room the dead mixed with the living the aleppo hospitals have been reopened so many times underground or in new locations but between the bombing and the siege i don't know if it will be possible to resurrect them this time farida this is the only i i did the research on this but it's farida who that's the only name i got it's a doctor living in southeastern aleppo it's unnatural We've seen so much bombardment, but nothing like this ever. It is hell. We wanted to try to set up a maternity ward somewhere else because ours was damaged in the bombing of the hospitals, but we couldn't leave the house. They want want life to end in Aleppo. They cannot take it from the ground, so they're trying to take it from the air. They bombed all the hospitals and schools, so there's no life and people give up. If it stays like this, people cannot wait it out. Medicines, vaccines will finish. At this rate, I cannot see us continuing for more than two weeks. I cannot predict the scenario... Uh, in two weeks, that is if there's still anyone living in Aleppo by that time. Nobody cares about us. We're just Arab Sunnis living in Aleppo. If we had one French man in, in Aleppo, the whole world would have risen up. There is no longer any humanity. The wounded are dying. A patient whose stomach is open in the operations room has to be abandoned. Women are leaving delivery rooms still bleeding because the hospitals are getting attacked. Babies are dying because oxygen tanks are empty and generators aren't working. That's the situation in Aleppo. Mm-hmm. Bashar Bashar al-Assad has called Trump a, quote, natural ally while Trump wants to target ISIS and work with Russia, not deal with this situation. So this hell that these people are living in, Trump is on the side of the guy dropping chlorine bombs on them. Yeah. That's the situation we're in. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. What do you do other than humanitarian? That's obvious. We're not going to militarily solve this problem. And again, our president-elect is more on the side, and not more on the side, he's on the side of Russia and Syria. From what he said, you know, that's who he's he's on the side of the strongman, which maybe that's the right thing, but these people are getting killed. I mean, they're getting wiped out. There's not going to be anything left. No. And when I say maybe that's the right thing, looking at the lessons of Iraq, you take Saddam out of power, without a plan, and it descends into chaos. This is already chaos, but what, what are we really going to do as the United States? Well, what do we do? Aside from putting troops on the ground and getting involved, don't arm the rebels, which we, we have done. This is a, you know, well, what do you do? It's a civil war there. And obviously the person in power, 
Assad is going to win this. It's over, you know? Yeah. I just, I, and you gotta I look don't at have the, anything for you. No, and you got to look at the flood of ISIS fighters and whoever that it's going to probably be coming from Mosul and Iraq that, you know, continues. There are only other places in Syria. I, you know, who, who knows? There's a lot of other factors going on here. What's going to happen? We'll see. But I do not like the fact that Donald Trump and some of these other guys, Pompeo at CIA and, and different people that we're going to talk about in a little bit, that these are the people that are going to be handling this situation. It is a... Do you, do you want to know how they're going to handle the situation? They're going to look the other way. Well, do you, well, yeah, do you really think in your heart of heart that your heart of hearts that uh-huh. more chaos is not going to ensue out of a Donald Trump presidency? Like, people want to pretend that he was against the war in Iraq, that he's somehow this guy that's going to be, you know, measured and and not going to sense. Yeah. But being against that doesn't help the help fix what's wrong with it now. Yeah. Well, but I'm saying, but right. But do you, do you think that Donald Trump is going to be the guy that's going to be able to fix that? I don't No, but there was, I haven't heard a plan. He might not be able to be the guy who can fix it, but at least he won't throw gasoline on the fucking. Well, yeah, but I don't think that's the thing. I think we've seen that he is a a guy that's going to throw gasoline on the fire. I'm not really sure anyone can, especially no American is qualified to fix this this complex issue in Syria. I mean, it's a it's a civil war. It's like right, but not backing yeah. Assad and and saying, well, we're going to work with Russia. We're just going to kill ISIS. You know, it's like you're nibbling around oh, the corners, right? I, oh, I don't oh, know what the answer is, but oh, although when you're when you're mentioning like ISIS and all these other issues, it does make me wonder if the best thing at this point would be for like I know there's a I'm not saying this is what I believe. I wonder if it's like Assad winning and uh, preventing a power vacuum would in some way maintain some stability that ISIS wouldn't flee Mosul and go into Syria. Well, certainly that's, that's like, absolutely right. That's what we, that's what we saw happen in in Iraq. There's a power vacuum and ISIS filled the void, you know? Uh, so, yes. So, you so, could so, certainly see the same thing happening. So like, would, it be, would it be best by that logic for Assad to actually, I mean, I understand what you're saying, right? Yeah, but it's I, not good for humanity there. It's not good for no. the people that have nothing to do with this. There's, yeah, maybe. I don't think there's anything good to be taken from the situation. It's all like what is best to prevent few, further chaos and sure. allow well, them to start rebuilding. Well, the other problem is that Syria and Russia are together on this. You know what I mean? It's a It's been a proxy war, and we continue to talk about that. The bigger issue is that Donald Trump, we don't really know how it's going to go, but he has signaled very clearly that he would like to work with Putin, uh, and that he that and you know uh, Assad sees him as quote a natural ally. That's not just the thing that he made up. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Um, any final thoughts on that, Joey? It, it, it's a shame. That's all I got for you. Dakota Access Pipeline. You want to talk about a shame? This is something that happened over Thanksgiving weekend. Native Americans over Thanksgiving just being destroyed north dakota law enforcement hospitalized 26 people and injured 300 about 300 maybe more than 300 people firing water cannons tear gas and other less lethal weapons rubber bullets at unarmed protesters i have a video of it we don't have to watch the video it's as bad as it looks below freezing weather right they're shooting Mm -hmm. water cannons at these peaceful protesters hypothermia sets in people that are trying to protect their land they're calling themselves water protectors they're trying to the Missouri River and the, I guess it's Owahe, I'm not sure. Um, they're trying to protect their water. This is the land they yeah. live on, and their sacred burial grounds and all this stuff. Below freezing temperatures, it's like, you know, 20-something degrees. They're firing water cannons at them. Multiple bone fractures. People had seizures, hypothermia, like you mentioned, set in internal bleeding from the rubber bullets that they're firing uh. on peaceful protesters in the name of oil profits, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And 
keep repeating it because it's something that I, I don't know if this is going on in the media, if people are mentioning it. Trump is invested in the company that is building this pipeline. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars. The guy that's building owns Energy Transfer Partners, Kelsey, whatever the fuck his name is, he's donated money to Trump. Hundreds of thousand dollars donated to the Republic. So who do you, what side do you think the elected man of the people is going to be on in this situation? Is this a conflict of interest? I think it is. Yeah, he's going to be on Kelsey Warner's side. Kelsey Warner, there you go. Yes. Um, did you hear about the news about the really business side about uh, Energy Transfer Partners? Go they, ahead. No. Okay. They announced that they were going to merge with Sun Coal Logistics oh, so, Partner. Yeah. yeah. $21 billion stock option deal, whatever the hell that means. All right. Consolidating business. Yeah. But well, business you can spray the shit out of the protesters. Well, that's, again... What about public image? There is no public image when it comes to protesting? Who, how, how often do you hear about this? You don't. Not at all. Okay. So, yeah, public image, public perception. It doesn't matter. We're, we can get into it in a little bit with the uh, the Trump, the carrier deal, all that yes. stuff. It's public perception. It's how the public is going to take it if, you know, they're, they're not paying attention. How many people, you go, it, go ask 10,000 people who Kelsey, uh, what is it? Kelsey, Kelsey Warner. Warner. Ask who he is. Mm. Ask somebody who that is. What is Energy Transfer Partners? Do you know what the Dakota Access Pipeline is? No. no. Do you know what the BlackRock India? No. People have no idea. So that is immaterial to them. Meanwhile, uh-huh. the let me say this. It is disgraceful that we're, as a country, allowing this to happen. It's disgraceful that we're run by these corporate interests, that we elected a guy who, like it or not, is of the corporations. He's not a guy that's going to rail against them. That's insane. Um, we're... We're allowing people to be hit with free water in frigid temperatures for protecting their land. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. We didn't kill the Waller, Mahler County uh, militia people. We let them sit on the land for 30 days. Nobody's getting shot. Nobody's getting hit with water cannons, whatever. Why? There is literally the same thing. They're trying to protect their property. They're trying to protect their freedom. It's the same idea. And what is the difference? Oh, because this is just a minority Native American group. Who gives a fuck? We got to build this. We got to get these, these, this, you know, tar sands. We got to do it. All right. I, I have a firsthand quote for you already. Yeah. Noah Morris, who's a medic. They were just hosing people down with the water cannon that continued for the entirety of four hours. I was just there watching. Four continuous hours of hosing other human beings. Yes, they're trying to f- literally freeze them to death. <laughs> you better leave. We're going to keep spraying you. Meanwhile, the police like took offense to the fact that they were calling water cans. They're like, I don't know where they got water cans from. It was just hoses. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Mm, yeah, Never. my ass. Okay, no, it's better. Well, even if it's fucking ho- Okay. Even if it's just hoses. Oh, never mind. You could spray them all day. It's like a sprinkler. It's fun. It's like a barbecue. Meanwhile, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has ordered the closure of the main encampment established by protesters of the Dakota Access Pipeline to, quote, protect the general public from the violent confrontations between protesters and law enforcement. I love that. The violent confrontations. Yeah, who's precipitating that violence? 
that have occurred in this area and to prevent death, illness, or serious injury from winter weather. They're promising to create, and this is the real kicker because this is like George Orwell shit. They're promising to create a, quote, free speech zone. <laughs> mm. They're going to establish one. Oh, thank you. That's what it says in the Constitution, right? We, mo- we, can, we have a free speech zone, so we're okay. No, it's a free speech zone as long as there's not a bulldozer. Yeah, the Taco Bell free speech zone presented by, you know, God. So, so the army can go, so they can go in uh, breaking kneecaps and do whatever they want and then say, oh, see, it's violent. They create the violence and then shut yes. down based on well, violence. Well, of course, yeah, because that who's seems, defending uh, these people? Like, I'm, not, I'm not inherently opposed to the opposed to the pipeline as a whole, but the way that this whole thing is just I am, and it shouldn't. It just shouldn't be. The pipeline lacks a final permit to drill under the Missouri River, so they're one permit away. But they're still they still yeah, got one but more they're permit. building it. We you know they're hurting other human beings, spraying them with hoses, and they don't have all the those permits. human beings don't respect the free market. Well, yeah. They got that land, but we can take it. Mm -hmm. And listen, if your water is poisoned, you probably shouldn't have accepted that land. You should have held out for a better deal. Right? Let me ask you this. Yes. And this is the big question. This is the big problem. Where is Barack Obama on this? This guy's got a couple of weeks left in office. Where is he on this issue? Keeping his mouth shut. Yeah. He should fucking... Well, yeah, because the here's the problem. Yes. He's okay. He okayed it. You know oh, what I mean? It's like he's he been said, in office for this whole time. Oh, he you think if he fine. wanted to stop this, he couldn't have stopped? Of course. Oh. Right? That's the problem. And that's oh. also the problem with Hillary because I think they're, you know, she ran on Obama's legacy and acting like Obama. Yeah. Go do something about it. So for Democrats and whoever to complain now about Trump and whatever he's going to do with it, why didn't Obama do something about it? Yeah, he had, what, nine months to do something? I mean, he had eight years. Well, I mean the pipeline situation. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, it's kind of a moot point because whatever Obama d- would do at this point, Trump would come in and... So what? And- Take a fucking... So what? We, we talk about this all the time. It's a appearance of doing something. It doesn't... He, Obama gave that whole speech on guns. Nothing happened. Still, he went out and fucking did it. Go there. Well, what are you doing? Go there. And say, I stand with these people. Bernie Sanders fucking went to the protest. Shailene Woodley's down at the protest. Jane Fonda bought them dinner. These are people that are actually doing something. Do Mm -hmm. something about it. Say something about it. Don't be silent on it because the world is going to change January 20th. Obama has until that day. And if I were him, I wouldn't be sitting in the Oval Office with my feet kicked back. I'd be out there trying to get as much done as possible, at least appearance-wise. Set the tone, because the tone is going to change. Oh, yeah, it is. Got any final thoughts on that? Um, the, the, the one thing I just wanted to get into quickly. Oh, yeah, you mentioned the protester that was Yes, it yeah. was. Uh, one of many. but Yeah, one of many. But uh, she's the one who's getting the media attention because she was struck with a concussion grenade and she was in surgery. Which law enforcement saying, no, that's not the case. But there's video and I Yeah, there's, there's a video. Um, where is it? Okay. Uh, so the f- uh, a quote from the father. Uh, she will be very... Uh, well, they think that she's going to end up losing her arm in her hand. Yeah, the uh, concussion grenade hit yes. her hand, right? And fractured it into multiple pieces. Yes. And she was, uh, she was hosp- hospitalized in... Minneapolis. Okay. So. Yeah, well, right. Our, our I mean, thoughts go out to her and her. Yeah, of course, but it goes out to all these people that are out there fucking freezing and trying to protect what they have. You yes. know, that's really what it comes down to. I always put it in this context, or I try to at least, the things that are going on in Aleppo, the things that are going on out here. 
what would you do if it was your your property, your family? Like, how the fuck would you feel about it? Would you go, well, listen, but oil, important, got to do it. You know, it's like, fucking what would you do? It's just because it's not happening to you. It's not happening where you live, so you can tune it out, but you can't tune it out. When these people's rights are infringed upon and these people are being treated like this, yours are too. Because the day you want to go out and do it, these are the same taxes going to be used against you. We saw it in Ferguson. We saw it all over the yes. place. It's the same shit. You, you, you know what I, what, what I would do? I would pull out my pocket constitution and wave it around. Yeah, and yeah, you get knocked out of your head by a fucking concussion grenade. I don't know what you're talking about. What does um, that mean? Just that, well, you know, everyone on the right is such uh, strict constitutionalists. Sure, yeah. And meanwhile, you're not giving any, anybody free speech. Well, it's, I mean, it's a convenient, it's, I mean, Tommy Lahren fucking talked about it with Black Lives Matter in that interview we were watching before. It's, you know, it's freedom of speech. But, all, but listen, I mean, why do you have to do it to the flag? I mean, why do you have to do it about the anthem? Like, look, you can protest, but like over a pipeline? I mean, that's the thing. The Westboro Baptist Church, yeah, they're gross people. They're dumb. They can protest. Yes. Period. And so can they. And nothing should be able to stop that until they're done protesting. That's it. Got an email from Jeff. Let's do this email. Then we're going to get into the Trump administration update. Mm -hmm. Firstly, this is from Jeffrey. Firstly, thank you for everything you've done, Chris and Joey. I'm a social liberal, but a fiscal moderate. My grandparents were put in internment camps as American-born citizens, which is why Donald Trump genuinely scared me to my core. We've talked on Twitter, at Jeff Tak, T-A-K-7, but I've never emailed. The most enlightening thing I know, we, I, I know we've talked on Twitter. I'm just yes. saying that for everybody. Um, the most enlightening thing I've ever heard about Black Lives Matter versus, air quotes, all lives matter, air quotes, it really should have said Black Lives also matter and not Black Lives only matter, as many of my Facebook friends apparently believe. I disagree, but I hear you, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Uh, I was born and raised in LA for 18 years and witnessed a great deal of racism in Oregon where I went to college in an extremely liberal state. In the five years I went to college there, someone told me my English was great at a bar as a third-generation American, mm -hmm. uh, and I witnessed probably 20 people yelling the N-word as an attribution to Obama. I was baffled that this many people thought this way. Trump presidency until I really dug down into the fact that the majority of Oregon is really country and the real racism I experienced in supposedly a blue state. <coughs> Excuse me. P.S. I never understand how the term progressive is negative. The fact that we have people who want to regress apparently blows my mind. Progressive as a word, I think for a different generation uh, conjures up Marxism and like that type yeah. of thing. So that's really what it is. It's like this like a leftist kind of ideology. That's it's why socialism it's, and we can't have that. Right. Uh, P.S. I stumbled on two suburban houses on one street on my street in L.A. that flew the old school American flags with the 13 colony stars. Is that a new racist thing? I've never seen it before today. Could very well be a middle uh, ground between an American flag and a Confederate flag. Thanks, Jeffrey. Jeff, always appreciate talking to you on Twitter. Thank you for the email. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't know I'm, about that 13 colony thing. I, I'm thinking that's just a history buff that, <laughs> that, could be, that, that wanted the flag. I'd love that to be the case. Who knows? It could be a racist thing. I have fucking no idea. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit going on. In the, I don't know. It, but right, it could just be like, that's kind of a cool flag. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's just a history buff that really likes the Connell, you know, Connell, I can't even get it. Connotation? No, 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 no. Oh, the colonies. The colonies. Yeah. Um, to Jeff's point about this, that like, yeah, I mean, there's pockets of liberalism um, 
you know, and there's certain areas, obviously New York, California, whatever, Oregon. But yeah, there's there's certainly people that are outside of that liberal bubble or whatever, the more uh, populous cities. And yes, there's strains of racism and whatever else conservatism going on in those areas and, yeah, and that's is. that's a reality and you know yeah it's it's that's a microaggression i don't know oh i never mind i talked about it on uh you know evan our former yes. intern who might stop by once in a while he's got a podcast called unsolicited advice and we were talking about microaggressions on that and the oh your english is very good that's you know that's yeah, an example of yeah, a, microaggression. a microaggression it's like well yeah i'm from fucking la so yeah um anyway any any, any thoughts here jay i uh, well, you know, we don't live in a world where everybody gets to hold hands and sing kumbaya. Great point. Uh, all right, <laughs> Jeff, thank you for the email. We really appreciate it. Feel free to write in any time. Everybody that has written in over the last couple of weeks, I think I've addressed all of your emails at this point. So, you know, if you want to send us another one, mandatorysamson at gmail.com. We try to get to all of them. Ready to do this Trump administration update, Joey? Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be what it's going to be. The Trump Flag burning tweet is a distract. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. The Trump, I'll read it, but the Trump flag burning tweet is a distraction. Oh, well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off here. Uh, I, I just want to bring up the point that I think it was like three podcasts ago that I brought up the whole flag burning thing. So I'm ahead on. Trump. I don't know what, what do you mean? What did you bring up? The oh, whole you, flag burning. You said thing. that this is something that he was gonna go after. No, I brought it up. You know, that was one of the topics about the kid, about the kids, and the teacher, and all that about freedom of speech. I I, re- I really don't remember what you're talking about. Oh, the 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 teacher that he stepped on it. Yes. Yeah, but I. What do you mean you brought that up? We brought this up. Now Trump, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah we talked I, about it before Trump that. tweeted it. I'm I'm just saying. Oh, is that is that what this was based on? You know. All right. Well, why else is he bringing it up? Because he, well, let me fucking finish what I was saying, and then we're going to get into it. I said, the Trump flag burning tweet is a distraction while the real work and the real damage is done behind the scenes by unelected, appointed miscreants, the Bannons, these people. Trump is shaking a rattle, right? Mm -hmm. Here, little baby, look at the rattle. And meanwhile, all the other shit is going on behind the scenes that we're going to get into. This is the tweet. Nobody should be allowed to burn the American flag. If they do, there must be consequences. Perhaps loss of citizenship or a year in jail? Not possible, right? It's dangerous that he's saying that, but it's not It's not a possibility. Even if he was even able to pass some kind of legislation, it would go to the Supreme Court and it would get overturned. I'm very confident yes, about that. Yes, it would. So this is a nonsense thing, but it'll be on the front page of every newspaper and it'll be on all the you know, headlines online and that's what people are going to talk about as opposed to the other stuff that he's actually doing behind the scenes that's very dangerous. And This is a dangerous idea. It's stupid, but it's not going to go anywhere. Well, here's a problem. It becomes... It- feeds the media cycle for three straight days. Absolutely. And they're masters of that. He's a master of that. And that's why Bannon's there. Steve Bannon knows how to manipulate the media cycle. You're absolutely right. And that's what they're doing. Now, what were, what were you just saying? You were just yelling at me about something about Trump. We covered it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember. He tweeted this at 625 AM. Okay. From his, yeah, no one's up yet. The moment no, everybody uh, gets up. Okay, yeah. That's, I'm that sorry. was the point. Yep. You got it. Okay. Tweeted at 625. Yeah, nobody's up at 630 in the morning. What are you talking about? A lot of Americans haven't got to their TV for the morning news. Twitter. It was on Twitter. He tweeted it. I said. I know, but a lot when of people he tweets things, he knows that the news is going to repeat it. But let me just fucking finish. Okay. So he tweeted at 625 a.m. People are coming home from a night shift. They're getting up to go to work. Like, what do you, people are up watching things? Okay. The point was Fox was running a story simultaneously at 625 about flag burning. How's that happening? 
some kind of coordination between Trump and knowing what's going to be on Fox News. That was my point. It, he, he could talk about the media being biased all they want and this and that, but he's using the media brilliantly and he's probably working in cahoots to a certain extent with people at Fox. Yes. Like Ailes has been involved in his campaign. Bannon is, is on the right. So they know what's going on. That That's all I was saying. Okay. But yeah, Trump knows if he tweets something fucking crazy, the left is going to freak out. The right's going to go, yeah, I agree with it or whatever. It's just going to get covered. Yes. But it's creating cover for the madness that's going on behind the scenes, the shit that he's trying to do uh, in his administration, the people that he's appointing. He settled the Trump University lawsuits for $25 million, by the way, over the last couple of weeks. Did that pretty quietly. Quietly, not an issue anymore. The TPP will not be brought up for a vote in Congress during the lame duck session, and Trump will withdraw from it immediately. Uh, So that's it for now, I would say. You know, I mean, the TPP is not going to be passed, which... To an ex- you know, probably good that that's not going to happen. It probably will come back up. Unintended consequence, Japan will now move more closely to work with China in regional you know, trade packs and things like that. But unwinding globalization to an extent isn't uh, a bad thing in my mind. So the TPP thing is, uh, is another win for Trump. So Trump's up to nothing then, right? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a win. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think people on the Campaign right... Campaign promise? Well, I don't think people on the right give a flying fuck about it, frankly. I, I okay. don't think that's an issue on the right. I think it's more of a liberal issue. It's a thing that he's just against. So it's just, ha- you know, it's happening. All right. While we're here, do you want to touch upon the whole carrier issue? Yeah, excuse me. I was having some uh, polar salsa cranberry lime. Very nice. Um, yeah, we can touch on the whole carrier thing. So that's what you're referencing, saying is this another win for Trump? Yes. The carrier deal. In a nutshell, during the campaign, Trump promised there was a carrier plant. They make, what, refrigerators or air conditioners or something? Air conditioners. They were going to ship or they were going to eliminate 1,400 American jobs in Indianapolis or Indiana. They were going to move them to Monterey, Mexico, cheaper. Trump promised they're not going anywhere. I'm going to keep those jobs. Last couple of days, a deal was reached, apparently, between President-elect Trump, Pence, and Carrier, to keep like a thousand jobs in that plant. They're not going to close that plant, I guess. They're going to keep a thousand of the 1,400 jobs, not all those jobs, but okay. Uh, meanwhile, 600 other jobs in Indianapolis are going to be shipped to Mexico. They are moving 700 jobs carrier to Mexico anyway. So they're moving 1,300 there. They're keeping a thousand. Um, and so Trump kind of keeps that promise. Mm-hmm. Now, the optics of it are good for Trump. That is a win for Trump. All right, there's more stuff that we're going to get into. But yeah, that's going to look good to his base. That's going to look good in the media. Is not going to know how to cover that correctly. Okay. Meanwhile, the reality of the situation is it's done in Indiana. Pence was the governor of Indiana. And they did it by giving Carrier millions of dollars in tax credits. Oh. Tax breaks. That's how they're doing it. Trump has said he was going to tell these companies, you want to leave? Go. But when you bring your products back in, 35% tax. So instead of Trump taxing the company, what he's actually doing is he's asking us, the taxpayer or people in to Indiana, give them money to, to keep pay the this corporation to give him a win, essentially, right? It's nice for the people that get to keep their jobs there, those thousand people, no doubt that's great. But essentially what he's doing is he's giving them welfare. He's giving them unemployment. It's a win-win. Well, but don't overlook my point there tax breaks to this company is essentially paying them. It's giving them taxpayer money to keep these people there, which looks good. And who knows how fucking long they're going to keep them there and everything, but that's welfare. That's, that's a, uh, that's a jobs program that Trump just invested 700,000 or whatever it's going to be, you know, millions of dollars. God, man, except to Trump's base, he 
giving a tax cut is thought as just being, oh, that's it's a cutting taxes, therefore it's inherently good, instead of just like, oh, this is taking revenue out of the system. Where's it coming from? Yeah, of course, right. So it's, it's a like, ta- it, his base, it looks like it makes them happy all around. Sure, it's a corporate tax break. It's not yeah. a people tax break. It's actually going to cost people more money to do that. Like it, it probably takes money out of like more money out of the pockets than people are. It one hundred percent does. It has to. Where's the money going to come from? Mm. And like, how much money are you spending to keep one thousand jobs? Like, I know it's like one thousand jobs. You'll heal horror stories if they loot, leave. Yeah, it's nice for those thousand people. But Absolutely. At the end of the day, like, there's th- over three hundred million people in this country. <laughs> we deal. Right. On, we like, you have to deal in statistics, and it's hundreds of thousands, not. 1,000. Right. Well, and look, you know, this is another area that Trump's stepping into the void. Uh, I think the Democrats have failed on this issue in a lot of ways. They've, you know, where is Obama talking about this stuff? Where is Hillary talking about this They're stuff? They're not. Right. And Trump shows up and it seems in three weeks he got a deal done. Now, we understand Pence, governor of Indiana, he has a lot of connections there. You know how this stuff got worked out. And again, it's just free money for carrier. They're like, all right, whatever, we'll keep that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we'll just give that there. It's fine. We're shipping these other jobs to Mexico, and it's it's not it's not a benefit for the economy at large. It's a benefit for these 1,000 people and carrier. Yeah. All right. Uh, Trump has selected Jeff Sessions, a Republican from Alabama, as his attorney general. I have a video of Jeff Sessions from April 2016 talking about marijuana. Would you like to hear this clip, Joey? Oh, this is going to anger me, isn't it? It's... Well, yeah, it makes me pretty mad. Uh, here we go. Let me just get it set up. Matt, make sure to put a mark there. All right, here we go. April 5th, 2016, U.S. Senate hearing. This is Jeff Sessions, the guy that is going to be the Attorney General of the United States of America, in all likelihood. Trump's nominee. And we're going to see more marijuana use, and it's not going to be good. We're going to see more other drug use, illegal drug use also, which is damaging. I mean, we need grown-ups in charge in Washington to say marijuana is not the kind of thing that ought to be legalized, it ought not to be uh, uh, minimized, that it's in fact a very real danger. To what? To the status fucking quo, to your stupid little closed mind. That's what it's a danger to, Jeff Sessions. That's what really annoys me. It's a danger, yeah, if you don't want to open your mind and let new ideas in and realize that we're all just part of the same fucking life force and everything. You know, it's all energy. Just energy. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's that's what the danger is. Because if people start realizing that, you go, oh, we shouldn't be hosing people down for oil. That's crazy. That's the danger. It's not dangerous in any other way, buddy. Creating of knowledge that these, this drug is dangerous. You cannot play with it. It's not funny. It's no, not it sp- is funny. You can play with it. Here's the thing. You can play with it. You can play video games with it. You can play movies with it. You can play hide and seek. You can get high, have fun, laugh with your friends. It's not dangerous. It's not dangerous at all. It's probably the least dangerous thing you could do if you're going to do drugs. And this reminds me of over Thanksgiving. I was having, like, me and my mother were having a debate with my grandmother. Who wow. she's, she's trying to ask me, she's like, but, but what about the people who overdose? And it's like, oh, just... No, Grandma, just, you no. Just gotta look, you, like, I don't. No, I'm high right now, Grandma. This is not working. <laughs> Something to laugh about. Uh, and it's not, isn't it amazing? This is a guy that doesn't smoke weed. Yes. Right? It's not something to play with. It's dangerous. It's not something to laugh about. Wrong. It's literally the opposite of all those things. But also you have to keep in mind that he has to also give a speech because the drug companies are paying for his reelection every time. Yeah, but I don't necessarily, I guess, but that's not, that's not why he's giving the speech. They don't need to pay this guy off. He's against marijuana, for sure. Yes. And trying to send that message with clarity that good people don't smoke marijuana. 
<laughs> what? Good people don't smoke marijuana. The last, what, f- three, four presidents have smoked marijuana? Uh, I've smoked marijuana. Matt, I'm assuming you've smoked marijuana. Joey, you have, I know for sure. Joe you Rogan stop, does. Stop no, letting my laundry so out. So many good people smoke marijuana. So many. Are you calling me a good person? Well, you how, know. how dare you? I'm just saying you smoked weed and you're all right. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? But this, this is, uh, obviously we're joking about it, but this is nuts. This is who's going to be the Attorney General of the United States. How do you think that's going to impact uh, lower socioeconomic communities where they're dealing drugs, where they're smoking weed a lot? You know what I mean? What What's, not that that's the only place where weed is being smoked, but you understand what I'm saying? How's this going to affect the states that have legalized it? Prison for years, Chris. Prison for years. How's it going to affect the states that have legalized it? I couldn't. Right. Die. Well, okay, but well, that's the situation. Right. I mean, the, the states have legalized that might come bring up to a Supreme Court issue, and then who knows? May, maybe that could get interesting. Well, yeah, but guess who guess the name of person in the Supreme Court? Ugh. Trump has selected Mike Pompeo for CIA chief. He is a hardliner, anti-Iran nuclear deal, opposes closing Guantanamo Bay, favors expanding U.S. domestic surveillance, and is a Coke industry supporter. I have, amongst other things. Those things, this is a, these are a couple of quotes from Mike Pompeo. This is a scary guy, and this is a very dangerous escalation. This is him talking to a Wichita church group in 2014. This threat to America is from a minority of Muslims who deeply believe that Islam is the way and the light and the only answer. They abhor Christians and will continue to press against us until we make sure that we pray and stand and fight and make sure that we know that Jesus Christ is our savior is truly the only solution for our world. That's the guy that we're going to put at the head of the CIA and one of the biggest domestic spying apparatus that's ever been put together. Drones, all the shit. This guy who wants a religious war, apparently, because he's talking like that's him, our side. Jesus Christ is our guy. We got to tell these fucking Muslims like that's an extremist. That is an extremist. Don't we remember the speech that Obama gave about being very careful on the words that we use? Well, that's also part of the fucking problem, though, too. The Democrats mince words too much, and they're afraid to say this and that. It's like you can call things what they are, but this is not good. This is not good. It's a call to action is what it is. Absolutely. Well, look, we've been working towards this for years. It was the same under Bush. It was the same under Rumsfeld when they would put uh, Bible quotes on the, the battle plans in Iraq. That's real shit. Go look it up. Like, this is part of that. And they've wanted this all along, and that's the support by the evangelical Christians and all these people for Israel. It's not they don't give a fuck about Israel. What they want is they want to be there ready to receive Jesus when he returns, and that's where they think he's coming back, and so that's why we got to protect Israel from the fucking Muslim hordes. That's, that's the problem. There's another Mike Pompeo quote. Every time there's been a conflict between the Christian West, the Christian West, and the Islamic East, that's how he's categorizing these two places, the data points all point to a singular direction. You asked me why. That gets trickier, right? It is very clear that this administration, he's referring to Obama, uh, and when I say that, a very narrow slice inside the leadership regime here in Washington has concluded that America is better off with greater Iranian influence, certainly in in the Middle East. I don't think that's what we've, (laughs) what's been the case, but I think around, certainly it's tolerated around the world. But if you ask me why they think that, I've listened to them intently, and I cannot with any certainty provide you an answer to that. He doesn't understand anything that's going on. This is a dangerous, dangerous extremist in our midst. He's going to be on our side. You think it's going to be good that this guy's going to have control over Guantanamo Bay? You think it's going to be good that he has control over a domestic spying program? You think that's good? I I wouldn't want him there. Well, he's going to be there. Bad news. He's going to be there. This is the consequence of an election. 
Got to quote a video here, actually, of John McCain talking about waterboarding. Let's listen to this. Last year, on the defense authorization bill, we had an amendment that said that any agency of government, an interrogation has to be guided by the Army Field Manual. The Army Field Manual specifically states only certain things, techniques for interrogation that can be used. Waterboarding is not one of them. Uh, extremes in temperature is not one of them. There are several others. And so you've got the Geneva Conventions, which we're signatories to, which, pro which prohibit waterboarding, and we now have a law now, prior to that law, we just didn't do it until this administration, the CIA, decided to do it. They cannot do that. If they started waterboarding, I swear to you, there's a whole bunch of us that would have them in court in a New York minute. And there's no judge in America that wouldn't say they're in violation of the law because it's specifically in law now prohibited. So I don't give a damn what the President of the United States wants to do or anybody else wants to do. We will not waterboard. We will not forget that you said that. And when it starts to happen again, this guy better be on the fucking front line and stand up and put these fuckers in jail. That's what he needs to no, do. It's not going to happen. Okay. He's saying it's going to happen. So I'm holding him accountable. That's why we're playing. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. This guy in the CIA, whatever the fuck his name is. Pompeo, yeah. Pompeo. No one's going to know he's waterboarding people. That's not true, Joey. We fucking know that Bush was doing it. We knew that it was happening. Yeah. Who and what were it? the consequences? Well, right. But that's a failure of Obama. Uh, John McCain on torturing, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. He is a victim of torture when he was a prisoner of war. Like, I think he's very passionate about wanting to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay, let's, we'll, so like, let's, I, I, let's I, I'm, I will give him the benefit of the doubt that I believe he will take action. Let's see. Let's see. And hopefully it doesn't happen at all, but let's see what he's going to do on this issue. We will not torture. <laughs> M McCain also said he wasn't going to support Trump, and he did, so... We will not torture people, and uh, sometime I hope we can get David Petraeus up to this forum. He's one of the great military leaders. He'll tell you. David Petraeus is possibly being nominated for Secretary of State. He's in the running, which is cute because Hillary Clinton was so corrupt and so terrible. Meanwhile, Petraeus, again, gave state secrets to his mistress and biographer. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. It doesn't work. My friends, it doesn't work. If you inflict enough pain on somebody long enough, they're going to tell you whatever they think you want to hear to get to have it stopped. There's a specific case. A colleague Sheikh Mohammed, who gave uh, under waterboarding, gave false information to those who was interrogating them and sent them on wild goose chases. Whereas there are accomplished interrogators who can gain the confidence of the suspect and gain all the information that they could uh, possibly want. Yeah, but we don't like, not we, but you know, you know I'm mm -hmm. saying colloquially, it's like we don't like that because they have to be nice to them sometimes. They have to be like their friend and then they go, all right, I'll tell you. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. That's what works. My God. Doesn't sound what, tough though. What does it say about America if we're going to inflict torture on people? It makes it hard for us to make the argument about the moral superiority of our way of our government and our way of life. He's right about well, that. I, I mean, Jesus Christ, of course. And that's okay, but we'll put a religious extremist in the head of the CIA to fight religious extremists. 
great. No. Trump has chosen Betsy Davos. I guess I pronounce it Diva. I don't know. I haven't seen it on uh-huh. TV, but it's Davos, D-E-V-O-S, as education secretary. She is a strong advocate for charter schools and vouchers for private or religious schools, which I'm not in favor of because then you're basically just sucking money out of public schools and going, ah, eh, fuck them. Here, go to a public, go to a private school. Here, go to a religious school. I, I don't accept that. All the schools in America should be equally as good, period. Public schools should be cream of the crop, and they're not. And I think a person that favors vouchers and charter programs and all this stuff is working her way away from that. She also supported Common Core, which Trump was vehemently against Mm -hmm. in the primary process, uh, until she was picked, and now she's against it. But, okay, she's somebody that supported it in the past. And a little bit of trivia – her brother is Eric Prince, the guy that founded Blackwater, the mercenary group that no was responsible shit. for a lot of terrible things in Iraq. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that she has anything, you know, but... The yeah. brother? Yes, and she's a billionaire, by the way. I mean, her and her... her I think it's the Amway fortune. Google that, Matt. Um, but anyway, yeah, her and her husband, rather. So anyway, yeah, so there's wow. a lot going on with this woman. She's Trump's pick for education secretary. Like I said, David Petraeus is in the hunt for secretary of state. Uh, odd, he's corrupt and guilty of revealing secrets, but okay. Trump, quote, doesn't wish to pursue charges against Hillary Clinton. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Well, I don't think the dum-dums that elected him and chanted lock her up all the time and thought that was a lot of fun. I don't think they're going to be appreciative of that. Finally, we got a Noam Chomsky video. For those of you that don't know who Noam Chomsky is, he's a scholar, linguist, activist, historian, philosopher, anarcho-syndicalist, libertarian, socialist. A renaissance man. Well, an anarcho-syndicalist, those are political ideologies. An anarcho-syndicalist favors unions gaining control of the economy and society in uh, broader society in general by gaining control of the means of production. That's interesting. He also is in favor of uh, a libertarian socialist, which is direct democracy through decentralized political organizations and self-managed workplaces. Noam Chomsky, great documentary it's like almost three hours i mean it's kind of dry but i really enjoy it it's called manufacturing consent and it's the way that the media manipul is manipulated um you know through sources and the the appearance of objectivity and things like that very interesting i think it's on youtube probably you can check it out but it's manufacturing consent um but anyway we'll just play this Noam chomsky clip and get out of here are you understating how how uh dry it is uh, it's dry. I mean, it's no, dry, you're going to hear Noam Chomsky. He's not an exciting speaker. Yeah. But a very, hey, it's, very... It's going to be three hours of this. It's a... Yeah, whatever. If okay, you want to check it. it out, you check it out. It's called Manufacturing Consent. But anyway, this is Noam Chomsky. I think he's being interviewed on Al Jazeera or something. Um, we'll listen to this, and then we'll get out of here. Sound yeah. good? To those voters today who refuse to vote for Trump or refuse to vote to stop Trump, what's your message to them now that he's won and he's in the White House? Same as before. I think they're making a bad mistake. First of all, um, there are two issues. One is a kind of a moral issue. Uh, Do you vote against the greater evil uh, if uh, you don't happen to like the other candidate? The answer to that is yes, if you have any moral uh, understanding. Mm. You want to keep the greater evil out. Second is a factual question. Uh, How do Trump and Clinton compare? And I think they're very different. I didn't like Clinton at all, but her positions are much better than Trump's on every issue I can think of. 
And uh, I interviewed Slavoj Žižek, uh, the leftist philosopher, Slovenian critic who you've criticized in the past. Uh, on this show recently, he said, uh, in a kind of Maoist revolutionary terms, he said, Trump would shake up the system uh, and could end up being a positive force in terms of undermining the status quo. Does he have a point? Terrible point. It was the same point that uh, people like him said about Hitler in the early 30s. Because it backfires in the end. He'll shake up the system in bad ways. Uh, the, what, what, the, what it means is now the left, instead of, if Clinton had won, she had some progressive programs. Mm. The left could have been organized to keeping her feet to the fire and pushing them through. What it'll be doing now is trying to protect rights that have, and gains that have been achieved from being destroyed. That's completely regressive. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. But he's right about that. I mean, that's exactly just. I, I like that clip because it's like, yeah, I don't like Hillary Clinton at all. But obviously, that's who you'd want. Yeah. <laughs> like because at least you're not fighting an enemy there. You're, you know, like progressivism wasn't going to die under Hillary Clinton. It might not go quickly. She might not be a, uh, wow, trans transformational figure. But right, now Trump, now you're just playing defense the entire time. Now you just have to block everything and pray to God that he doesn't push things back so far that, you know, the last 10, 15, 20 years, or certainly the Obama administration will go away, you know? And also you have everyone spending so much energy on just a simple tweet when he actually starts uh, doing yes, something. exactly. Well, that's oh, the other bigger God. problem, right? Because we don't have a system designed to handle this. We have a, a system designed for this. Mm -hmm. And that's the serious situation we're in. All right, that's all I got today, Joey. What do you, you got anything else? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to wrap up the show with uh, the amnest, the amethyst. Oh, sure, yeah, Matt. Because, what do we got on that? Because I'm pretty Great sure. Job. I'm pretty sure that if we don't get back to this, the fans are going to comment. Yes, and I guess maybe it improves memory because you were able to recall that really quickly. Good, Matt. What do we got? According to Charms of Light of Light of Flight.com, clearly a great source. Don't give them credit. Amethyst is a powerful and protective stone. Damn it right. guards against psychic attack, transmuting the energy into love and protecting the wearer from all types of harm, including geopathic and electromagnetic stress and ill wishes from others. That's, right. I mean, all your ill wishes towards Joey. That's what, <laughs> yeah, just that bouncing. is why he wears them. <laughs> they're bouncing <laughs> against <laughs> my face right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, look, listen, Joey, can I tell you this? Uh, yes. I love you. You're like a brother to me. Oh, thank you. I hope that the amethyst crystal does protect you from anything that you wish it protects you from. Mm -hmm. And I got to be honest, if you believe it, it'll work. Nice. So, you know, God bless you. Uh, one more thing. Sure. Oh, here we go. Can you wish me happy birthday? It's next week. Okay, fine. All right. Well, happy birthday, Joe. Joey's birthday is December 7th. It's next Wednesday. We'll be recording on Thursday. So I'll yeah. see you. And I was going to wish you happy birthday then. Okay. That's but that's fine. fine. If you guys, yeah, you know what? You're right. At Joey from Jersey, Jersey spelled with a Z. Wish Joey happy birthday on Twitter. Going to be the big 31. 31 years old next Wednesday. That's Joey's birthday. And then obviously we'll be recording. But yeah, happy birthday, Joey. Oh, thank you. I was going to remember. You didn't remember mine, but it's okay. I knew yours. Matt, thank you for producing the program today. We really appreciate it. Thank you and happy birthday, Joey. Thank you. <laughs> I said it so sarcastically. <laughs> uh, the amp, the crystal lit up. Uh, uh, thank you guys for listening to this program. We really appreciate it. It was nice to be back today, get back into the swing of things. Uh, you can email us, mandatorysamson at gmail.com. You can go on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on there. You can rate us. You can review us. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. You can also go to soundcloud.com slash mandatorysamson. You can 
leave a comment on the most recent episode or some recent episodes, and I go on there and I respond to all of those. We have a nice little conversation. I'm at Mansamp, M-A-N-S-A-M-P, on all social media platforms. Like I mentioned, Joey is at Joey from Jersey. Wish this cute sweetheart a happy birthday uh-huh. next Wednesday, December 7th. Matt, you're Matt D. Weiss on Twitter. Is that right? That's correct. If you'd like to follow Matt on there, uh, feel free to do so. I, I need to get a little more active on there. <laughs> Yeah, tweet some stuff, retweet some stuff. That'll be great. And Samsonites, we're going to be back next week. Keep your heads up and swiveling. There's a lot going on. We're going to try to fill you in on all of it next episode. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. No, we out.